Hello and welcome to the Think Sports podcast. Today, our guest is Shreyas. This is actually his second time on the podcast. He's been here before talking about Formula One uh, and the Eiffel Grand Prix um, a couple of weeks ago. But Shreyas today is going to talk to us about his experiences in sports management. He went to Loughborough University uh, to study sports management. And it'll be a nice conversation because uh, Arjun, who is our co-host, um, also went to the UK. He went to the University of Stirling to study sports management. So you guys can have like a um, nice discussion about your experiences. Um, so Arjun, I'll pass it over to you to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Um, welcome, Shreyas. Nice to have you back. Thank um, you, thank you. Thank you so, for having me back. Uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting to talk to people who have also gone abroad to do a similar course that I have done because I get to understand what they were thinking when they were going through the process and uh, selecting because we both know that the sports industry in India is growing, but there aren't as many, as many opportunities to study um, in India just yet. So I'm interested in knowing what motivated you to take up sports management uh, as a career. Is this something you always wanted to do or is this something that you stumbled upon whilst you were working or playing? Uh, how do you get interested into this? Um, it's been an age-old thing. I think since I was born, maybe two or three years in, into my life, I've always been fascinated by um, sports that involve a ball. I was initially motivated by cricket. Um, had the dream of playing for India one day when I was young, like a lot of, a lot of us do. Um, and then, of course, transitioned to other sports like football and Formula One. And even till date, you know, I follow so many sports that I can you know, call myself like a massive sports fan across all disciplines and not just one or two. Um, but I think even when I was like 10 or 11 and, you know, we're getting to like the end of school, getting to 10th grade where you have to write your boards, of course, and choose your stream. And then 11th and 12th is the more important time, of course. But even before that, um, you know, a lot of people had come around because at that point in time, sports management was like a novel course, you could call it. It wasn't the mainstream thing and it's still not mainstream, but it is more widely accepted today um, compared to back then. So that time people were saying, you know, you have so much of a spa- passion for sports and you have a passion for business and economics. Why can't you morph that into sports management? So I think that's where the seed was laid, I guess, in my head. Then eventually after doing my bachelor's, I'd go on to do a sports management and master's and preferably abroad, right? Because most of the sports that I follow are sports that are based in Europe or the Americas. So uh, might as well do something that gives me that exposure, that kind of closeness to the sport itself and gives me opportunities to kind of think about what I can do within that sport in that region. So I think that's where the interest came from and it was always there. So that was the natural progression to doing a master's in sports management. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, so that's interesting because you mentioned that it's quite similar to what happened with me, although there was one significant event because when I was in my undergraduate college, uh, I uh, was lucky enough to be the sports secretary which helped me uh, organize a lot of events, which got me interested in uh, that side of things off field, not just on field, because we always want to play. And then we think, okay, this is the end. I can't do it anymore. But that's something which the perception is changing. People understand they can make a career in the sports, in the sports industry. They don't just have to be athletes, um, So, which is pretty good. Try to track back to your the process, which let you to get into Loughborough, your application process, uh, exams that you took and the, what just guide us through that stage of your life and what you did leading up to getting to Loughborough. 
So initially, um, I'd done a bachelor's. At, I was in my third year, entering my third year, which was 2018. 2018-19 was my final year in economics. And I mean, at the start of that, I was shortlisting for universities. And Laflo was the main one that I wanted to get into. Um, and, and so I did apply to a few other UK universities. So it kind of made me streamline the application process because most of them are quite similar. Um, and then I did take the GRE in, in November of that year, November 2018. Um, it wasn't required per se for the Laflo application, but I took it up because I was also interested in a few US universities which do require the GRE. Um, so that was the only real exam I took in the lead up. I didn't have to take an IELTS or a TOEFL because um, the UK recognizes my CBS English as you know good enough. So that was a, that was a bonus. Um, yeah, so I applied in February of 2019 um and got in like in march so it was it was almost like it was similar to the ssc process in a way i didn't i just had to write one exam which wasn't even required submit my statement of purpose along with all my requisite documents and yeah um that was about it for the process i guess yeah that's interesting when i was going through uh, the application process i was looking at um countries like australia even the states and so on but they had different requirements so if if i wanted to go to the states i require 16 years of education um which unfortunately if i were in india uh, it's not really possible because most of our undergraduate programs are three years and then uh, i mean you have 12 plus three so we're always unlucky that way um australia also had uh, most of their courses were two-year master's programs instead of one so did you ever think about these things whether one year would be shorter or faster did these ever uh, things come up in your decision-making process? Not about the duration. I'd say the duration was the problem as long as the course was good. Now, I think that's where I made a small mistake in the sense that um, while looking through the U.S. courses, you just mentioned right the, that the um, 16 years requirement that we do not pass makes it harder to get into the U.S. universities. But their courses are far more um, in-depth because of the fact that they're two-year courses. You can't deny that after looking back after my one-year degree, I can say that I would have preferred another year to kind of learn a bit more about the analytical side, because that's something that is far more prevalent in the United States than anywhere else in the world in terms of sports opportunities. So I think that's one thing to consider when you're going for a one or two year course. Um, but apart from that, it wasn't about what, how quickly can I get out of the degree? Um, but yeah, it, it was just about that, the, what the course entailed, what it, you know, did it give you an internship opportunity probably the second year or what does it entail for you after you graduated and stuff like that? So, it's, uh, so you talked about how the U.S. has a more analytical approach, especially it helps that they have a two-year degree. Um, so I'm trying to do research to get into college uh, right now for everyone listening. I'm trying to do sports management, follow in shares and Arjun's footsteps. Um, but the thing I find is when I'm making these decisions, and, and I think this is something for uh, most people would think of, when you're thinking of the Americas to do your uh, masters, I, we get that it's two years, but I want you to talk about uh, what you think of, uh, and I know uh, for Shreyas, this isn't a problem for everyone listening, Shreyas has an American passport, so he doesn't need a uh, work permit in the US, but I want you to talk about visas, because that's something that's important when you're making these decisions, whether or not to go to the US to do a two-year degree that would probably be a bit more analytical or to go to the UK to a one-year degree and then see whether you get a visa from there. So I want to hear your perspectives um, on that, on UK versus US versus Australia's where uh, Deakin and like they have some really good colleges. 
for sports management. So I want you guys to talk about visas. Yeah, um, I mean, it's quite fascinating because um, I have an American passport, so I don't need a visa in the US. But Rick, you yourself have a UK uh, waiver to, you know, you don't need a visa to work. So um, I think that's a big advantage for anyone applying if you don't need a visa to work, I guess. Um, personally, the problem I've faced um, upon graduation, even before that, is that companies just don't want to take you in the UK if you don't have a work permit. Because it's just not, it doesn't make sense for them to hire a fresher from abroad who they have to pay for, right? It doesn't make sense. But on the flip side, you know, I look at it and um, I don't think it should deter you from kind of pursuing opportunities in the countries you want. Because for me, the natural step would have been to go to the US. But I don't really like the US. I don't like the market. I don't like the analytical side of things. And I also don't like the sports. I'm not a big, you know, foot, um, American football fan or a baseball fan. So, yeah, you need to kind of put them all into consideration. Um, sometimes the... Um, logic might outweigh the passion. I understand that, but um, yeah, that is something to consider. Yeah, I think that's uh, very interesting. And what I'm getting out of that is that individuals must try and understand what they want, not exactly what the course is offering. It's very important for them to understand where they fit in and how this course is going to be beneficial to them, rather than just trying to do it into a, for time purpose, or maybe if it's less expensive and things like that. Uh, to get things that's interesting also a very important um, piece of information is that probably from the year 2021 or maybe the year after that students who go to the united kingdom will get um, an opportunity to stay back for two years like post study um, in my case it was just six months so that i could stay back so i had to find a job within six months and I was there when Brexit was taking place. It was a tricky time anyway. Um, so it's, it, it'd be a big bonus for those who want to go abroad uh, because they get more time to try and find themselves work over there. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, transitioning into um, life in college. And there's always this understanding that we over here in India are more classroom oriented, more into textbooks. And at least for me personally, when I was there, uh, my course was a lot more um, practical and we had a lot more case studies. We went to clubs where we had, we met a lot of people. We were put into situations to try and figure it out. So um, talk to me about the course in Loughborough, the, the modules you studied, what exactly you studied and um, how that entire experience was for you. So we had obviously two semesters and a research project that we had to complete um, at the end of our two semesters to finish the project or to finish the course rather. Um, in our first semester, we had a lot of research-oriented subjects, which is kind of taken aback from because I didn't expect that level of um, research orientation. You know, we had two courses relating to qualitative and quantitative study. We had an economics course that was all about research again, um, how to you know get your uh, economic side of research right for your eventual master thesis. And we also had human resource module in that first semester, which was quite interesting because these are I think for the larger part of uh, the first semester, most of these courses, you know, would be part of a standard MBA, in my opinion. Um, they didn't really have too much leaning towards a sports-centric view on it. They just had sport examples. And that's where I felt like that was kind of a mistake by them because they didn't put um, enough of the sports marketing or sports media and sports journalism kind of subjects that we had in the second semester into the first because I think that would have kind of created a bit more of a lively atmosphere within the classroom. That was one thing to keep an eye on. 
And the second semester, we had a lot of sports themed um, subjects. And these were topics that would generate a lot more discussion because most of the people who came in to study the course were either sports fans or had developed a passion for the subjects that they were studying in the course. Um, but yeah, I think the focus was on research the first sem and the next sem it was all about the other business side of sport that we had to learn. So um, I think the research aspect was leaned on too far for them from Loughborough. And that's why I want to, you know, bring up on a point because I think in all university courses for any student, the experience is as important as the course itself, I'd say, because you learn a lot from the experience and whether you can get, you know, volunteering opportunities, whether you can play, you know, if you're studying a sports management, whether you can play even does help you in a way because you build up a lot of contacts. Um, so I'd kind of distinguish between the experience and the course. And I'd say the experience was very, very constructive because from the first day that you enter Loughborough, they hit you with their sports pedigree. They tell you that, you know, they're the most successful sports uni in the world. And they even give you an insight into what you can do. If you want to do any sport, if you want to work in any sport or volunteer, you could probably pursue any opportunity that you want. And um, I think what's different between Indian and UK universities, uh, and I think most of the foreign universities, is that you need to go in with a bit of a game plan. Um, I went in with an empty mind. I kind of uh, played it day by day. But I think if you go in with a plan and say that, you know, I, for example, right, they Loughborough offered FA level one and level two coaches, uh, co coaching courses for free. And if I say I wanted to become a coach eventually, um, these courses are like quite expensive to pay for. And they hold a very, very high uh, level of esteem when you move abroad. So I guess if you move into a game plan of, you know, I want to get to this level of coaching and I want to get this opportunity upon graduating, Loughborough is like a perfect university for that because they give you all the opportunities that you need or even, you know, probably dream of. It's, um, it's fitting you say that because um, I feel like it's, it's true about all, um, all management degrees, right? Even if you're doing a standard MBA from any of the big colleges, right? The idea of doing the MBA is less about the coursework and more about the networking and like the pure, pure learning. Your, the idea is that you learn from the experiences of everyone else. Um, so it's good to hear that. I mean, um, it's the same at, uh, at a sports management uni and things like that. They're following the same module because that seems to work for the big business schools. Um, but so when you talk about, um, you know, having a plan, you know, kind of knowing what you want to do. I feel like um, with a lot of uh, people that are interested in sports management, the, the issue that arises is, you know, you're passionate about sports. This is, this is my own experience um, as well, where you know, you're passionate about sports and you know, you want to pursue a career in sport, but the problems arise with understanding what the market wants, right? what kind of jobs exist. Um, and things like that. So, so from my perspective, when you're saying kind of have a plan, it, it's difficult for me um, to have a plan when I'm trying to figure out what exactly the market wants and where I would fit in best. So maybe you guys can kind of uh, help me out with like where I go in that regard, how I kind of plan out my life in case of, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I don't know whether I want to be a manager or I don't know whether I want to host a podcast or, you know, like whether I want to do finance and sponsorships and budgeting for 
event management, things like that. So where do you think I would have to kind of go from there? See, I think uh, I. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I'll, I'll just start off. Uh, it's a conundrum that a lot of people face at the beginning, because there are people who are transitioning into the sports industry from a completely different industry, so they have no idea what they particularly want. It's just a passion that they have for sports that's allowing them to uh, or driving them forward to enter this industry. Uh, and the idea behind it is doing a sports management degree helps people to um, have modules of all kinds. So they get an idea of a little bit of sports finance, a little bit of sports economics, a little bit of sports marketing, and they are put into situations and then they can decide for themselves whether they like what they are doing or not, which helps them rather than doing a one year or two year course on say just sports marketing or just sports economics. And you don't have any other option per se um, to move into somewhere else because you haven't studied and the internships are the best opportunities to learn, make mistakes, meet, meet new people. It's a safe environment and the experience counts for when you want to go in for job applications. And um, it was an interesting couple of job applications that I went into in England and they liked the fact that I did sports management because they knew that I could, um, that I had a little bit of a background in other aspects, not just sports event management, a little bit of sports finance and, and marketing, like I said. So they could give me temporary uh, shifts in the other aspects of the company as well, because I had a little bit of an understanding. So yeah, a lot of people have this problem before they start off not knowing where they want to go into, even if they can study the market sitting at home, but they need to understand that their own comfort zone. And the best way to do that is to try and put yourself in various situations, which I think a sports management degree gives you um, that opportunity to explore. I'm sure Shreyas can add to that as well. Yeah, I'll just add, the, add to that in the sense that I, I'm completely in the same boat as you. You know, when we start off, I think we were big fans of sport. We we're willing to do anything in sport, really. Uh, open to all avenues and we're trying to do this degree to kind of filter out what exactly we don't like or what we like right and um, I think that's where today I'm, uh, it's a different process for me because I only had a six month course per se because of coronavirus but um, on the on the on the back of the course itself and my experience there I kind of can narrow it down to two or three fields that I want to work in which is very helpful but what I want to co counter you with is that what the company is looking, what the market is looking is for a bit of specialization, especially in certain technical fields. You know, we're talking about marketing or management or finance. I think in those, in those fields, unless you have a very strong bachelor's background in that same field, it kind of restricts your progress um, further up because you need the technical expertise or the technical background to go ahead. So that's one thing to consider, of course. Um, but on the whole, you know, a sports management degree does give you that real life kind of, um, it's a reality check in terms of what exactly you want to do and what you don't want to do. So, uh, since you mentioned like strong bachelors, having a strong bachelor background, uh, Shreyas and I, for listeners, both have an economics uh, degree from Symbiosis. Uh, we both went to the same college. Arjun has a degree in uh, uh, commerce. He's a bachelor's uh, a BCom. I want to know what, um, where, or actually, if there was any like transferable like skills or uh, teachings that you got in your undergraduate degree that maybe helped you in your master's degree in sports. I think for me, yeah, I yeah. think for me, the one big takeaway from my economics degree that helped me in my course was 
the background in research because a lot of students who came out there had no clue about what his research was. And we were fortunate enough to know to do, um, I think our fourth semester, we had a couple of research projects. And then, of course, we had a thesis as well. So from that standpoint, it helped to already have that basic knowledge of what research is all about. And then kind of look at what we want to do within sports uh, for our master thesis. And that helped me a lot. And apart from that, just doing an economics degree for us, I think it gives us that, that opportunity to understand business much better or decisions much better. We understand how people work, how people think, what organizations think when they make certain decisions. Um, from that standpoint, it makes understanding certain things in sports management a lot easier. Um, but moving on from that, I guess, is where the problem lies in, in that now, say, if I want to do something related to sports finance, a very concentrated role, I'm not sure I would be confident enough to go and say, you know, I have a very good knowledge of finance and I've done a sport management, so you should give me the role. I don't have the confidence within me. So I think that's, that's probably case by case, but that's one thing to consider as well. Arjun? Yeah, so for my BCom degree, I, I specialized in marketing. So it was helpful when I was doing the sports marketing module. When it comes to transferability of skills, um, from my course, I wouldn't say as much. The things that I did, say for the Department of Sports, working with them, that helped me a lot in, in understanding and working in different situations. So just course-wise, I wouldn't say there was that much that I could transfer. Um, it helped me uh, set my base, but I, I firmly believe that this industry is such that um, you need to be out and about and uh, being networking, and that is the biggest um, skill that one needs to possess, which is helpful. Um, definitely armed with a, a good education background always helps, but it is, the situation is always so fluid, right? And no matter which sector, which uh, subsection of the industry you're in, it's all case by case by case, and it's all about problem solving wherever you are. So um, definitely your undergraduate degree helps you to an extent, but it's all about how you think on your feet and how you solve problems when, if and when they arise in this kind of, in these situations. So, yeah. So what I pick up from that is essentially the networking is supremely important in, um, as a skill to possess, because that is what you will put to use in your sports management degree and in, in any walk of life for that matter. Um, the second thing that uh, you guys both spoke about is work that you did in college. And I've worked very directly with Shreyas in college. Uh, Arjun for his college was the sports secretary. Uh, Shreyas and I worked on multiple events um, around sports in our college. And Shreyas always had like a very good knack for marketing events and social media marketing, which is things that I personally didn't understand. Um, and so I feel like those experiences help us um, a lot in kind of understanding that this is where we want to work. Um, the, the, the one thing I wanted to ask both of you was because you both speak about having a strong educational background. Uh, and since both of you have done the degree, you've, done, you've gone through sports management, you've both uh, come out the other end. Um, what would you say to someone who is thinking about sports management as an undergraduate degree? Um, because people offer those as well. Um, you guys speak of a strong educational background, but someone maybe in class 11, 12, just thinking about sports management, what do you have to say to that? I think for a bachelor's, I did see a lot of um, similar people who 
did actually take up the bachelor's in sport management at Loughborough. Um, and I think their intentions were that, you know, we've finished our school, we've finished our, you know, early college life and everything. And we just want to get straight into sports. You know, we don't want anything to do with any economics or business or commerce or whatever it is. And just speaking to a couple of them, you know, I had the experience of that and um, they wanted to go straight because of the UK's um, undergraduate philosophy, where you have, I think a third or fourth year, you have an internship year. Um, they wanted to just use this bachelor's degree as a stepping stone to getting that internship, which in turn leads them to permanent employment at that organization or whatever else. So um, I think a bachelor's is kind of like a, it's kind of a different pathway if, if I may say so, because you have to be committed right from the start. You can't really change halfway and say, you know, I don't want to do this. But at the same time, it gives you that bit more of an opportunity to kind of experience a year long internship, which you wouldn't get with a master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for people who are doing a bachelor's degree in sports management, I think that's great because they found out the answer to what they want to do very early on in life. And that's always helpful because they want to pursue that. Um, Shreyas alluded to the point that companies and organizations are looking at that little bit of technical expertise, but they also like the fact that you as an individual are sure of what you want to do. So you started off very early on this particular track, which is always helpful. Um, talks about the year experience also, which is um, very mindful. So there are pros and cons to both. If you've gone doing an, a different undergraduate degree and then done sports management, um, that's a completely different experience. You learn something more in that and it's always helpful, but for those who start off early, it's, it's good for them. They've entered the industry at a younger age. Um, it's always a leg up in that regard. And um, yeah, they, they're more clear in what they want to do and their vision, which is, which is wonderful for someone. Yeah. yeah. I, like I want to also ask uh, shares in regards to um, life, campus life in Loughborough, how he thought about, because this is something that, uh, people don't really talk about, and I know it varies from person to person, but um, just general life uh, in and around Loughborough, how he ex what his experience was like. I think that's one thing that we need to stress, about, uh, stress upon a bit more. I think the experience actually counts more than what you study or what you learn, because I mean, just by being at Loughborough, the opportunity that you have that you're, just by being a part of the campus is endless, um, especially in sport. Um, Loughborough's university that prides itself on sport. They have so many teams, elite teams, they have nutrition, they have gym, they, they have everything that you need uh, if you're talking about sport. So from that angle, like personally, from my experience, you can just go from one day to the next and just move on from sport to sport if you want. Or you might want to stick with one particular sport and help the university team progress. Or you might want to develop into a coach. You might want to literally from scratch, right? I have no background in football coaching. Um, for example, and I could have become a level two coach, which could have probably meant that I could have taken over, you know, a district stride out here in Bangalore. So that gives you a lot of um, promise, if I may say so, in terms of campus life. And obviously, I'm kind of the guy that loves sports. So whenever, you know, anything is happening around in campus, um, I'm always um, with a keen eye on it. You know, for example, in our third or fourth day, um, the Wolverhampton Wolves under 23 squad came in for a friendly against the Loughborough men's team. And even within that, like three days in, you have an opportunity to be part of the event. So you have so many things to do out there, um, sport wise. And of course, being in the UK, you can, you can obviously go around and, um, experience the best 
of sport all around the country, whether it be rugby, football, cricket, tennis, whatever. Um, so from that standpoint, I think if you're a sports fan, you will love ca- uh, life on at Loughborough for sure. Yeah, I, I echo that sentiment as well. Even at, at the University of Stirling, for someone who loves sport, it was a dream. Uh, you never had any free or idle time because you could always do something. Uh, something that I personally, and I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, uh, complain about the problem in India is we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the facilities to play. And in, in that aspect, I think these colleges are amazing because they have everything that one could ask for and more. You are surrounded by people who are like-minded, who love sport as much as you do, which is always enjoyable. So it was an easy transition, easy adjustment that way. Uh, and yeah, we, w- we would get to play um, almost every sport. I would focus on tennis and football, but yeah, the facilities and that's why life on campus was always fun. It was just amazing. I also want to add on one other point that I want to mention. Um, if you're interested in doing another technical degree, like say an MBA or a international business or economics or whatever it is, um, and especially I'm talking about from a Lafro point of view, you still have that opportunity to learn a lot in sport without actually studying sport management. And that's something that I realized after the degree, because like I mentioned, you know, you have these opportunities to do courses, to learn from people who have worked in it, who are still working at the elite level. And that if, if you really want that solid background of education, you want to have a broader landscape in terms of job opportunities in the future, then of course, you know, you can, you can try this out and you can also pursue um, your passion for sports on the side. Yeah, so that's uh, very well said. That's actually pretty interesting because um, it's an interesting facet to look into that we just keep thinking about sports management, sports management, just the one thing. It's not the end all and be all. A lot of other um, courses that one can take, which would be helpful to them. Um, During my course, I had uh, a compulsory module, which was this uh, like sports internship that we had to work for 60 hours with an organization. So did you have something similar in your course in Loughborough? And could you highlight um, some interesting internship opportunities that you saw, maybe some of your friends got, or what are the opportunities for a student in Loughborough? Yeah, actually, there there wasn't a particular requirement for like a guaranteed or a required course, per se, or an internship, like you mentioned that you had. But I did have a couple of good experiences. And um, I have to say, you know, I was very gutted by the fact that COVID you know, came in because I was kind of building momentum towards April and May when the English summer comes in and there's so many opportunities to volunteer and intern at these places. But what I did have was in February, um, Burton Albion, which is a third division side in England, um, they had a position for um, football analyst. And this is just basically for any beginner to kind of work with their academy sides to kind of understand how it works. Um, and I had that opportunity of attending only two weeks because after that, um, football stopped. So that was one very interesting opportunity. I was looking forward to so much. I have no background in football analysis. I just love the game. And to have that opportunity within three or four months to actually have, um, you know, a certified kind of, it's not, a, it's not a course per se, but it kind of gives you a good stead if you want to apply to any other clubs to become a performance analyst. So that was one, to, one thing to keep in mind. Another one that we actually had on campus, and this is very geocentric because netball is not played around the world. But Loughborough have a netball team that plays in the uh, super division of the England setup. And netball is only a women's sport, by the way. So um, it's all it's an all-women's league. And they had this opportunity where you could work 
every weekend for every home game and work on the logistics side of things, be it lighting, be it spectator announcement or whatever it is concerning logistics. So, I mean, that was a great opportunity because you were liaising with one of the best event management companies in the space and they were giving you an opportunity to work on an event that was broadcast on Sky. So that's not something that comes around every day. So, uh, I mean, unfortunately it got canceled, of course, due to COVID, but there are definitely opportunities that you can pursue. Yeah, so that's very interesting um, to know that we just don't go in with a mindset of let's just stick to the sports that we love and we're going to get for opportunities. We must try and grab opportunities in any of the sports that we that one can get and just just set the ball rolling from there. Uh, another interesting point that I'd like to mention is the internship and then eventually the job that I got uh, was through LinkedIn. So it wasn't exactly from college. Um, so to all our listeners, LinkedIn is and should be your best friend once you start um, going to graduate school and then working because there are tons of opportunities that just pop up on LinkedIn that people aren't um, going to talk about in college. And also another interesting point that both Rick and Shreyas alluded to is um, I didn't have as many research projects when I was in my undergraduate program and which was a big loss because then when you come around to finally doing your dissertation for your master's which is huge and although we had a word limit of 10,000 words you understand how different it is to how we do projects per se in India in school at least or in undergrad it's a completely different ball game it was a real eye-opener for me because you have to really read a lot read a lot of papers read a lot of articles uh, the entire writing style is completely different um, the days of copying and pasting are not there anymore because they do plagiarism checks. So that is a very interesting learning process and, and people should really try and um, refine the way they do their research because it's very interesting if, you're, if you get into it, you read a lot of interesting articles, interesting papers, and they give you different point of views. And um, yeah, so that was definitely that research project, they give you four months. That doesn't mean you're on holiday or you should start working or so on. They give you the four months time at the end of your course because you really need it to, to do a good job. Anyway, guys, with that, we've come to the end of our episode. Um, uh, big thanks to Shreyas for coming back on our uh, on our podcast, talking about his experiences at Loughborough. Um, same with Arjun. Thanks for telling us about your experiences at Sterling. Uh, I'm sure this will really help um, students that are looking to do sports management. And actually in India, there's so many more students that are actually thinking about it as a viable career because it is, as you said at the beginning of this episode, it is a growing market in India. Um, so I'm sure this will help a lot of people. Um, I just want to remind everyone to kind of uh, go uh, follow us on our social media platforms. Check out our website, www.thinksports.co.in. Um, also, Shreyas has a podcast of his own. It's the Teta Ted podcast. He's been doing a build up to the ISL season. Um, so go check that out. Um, he puts out content, like a uh, great content about the ISL. Um, and with that, um, we're done for today. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.